everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Explain It Slowly. This is Dimitri. Say hi. Hello. Hello, Dimitri. So, Lynn. Yes. You like beef tongue, right? Sure. What do you like about beef tongue? I feel like we already talked about this. Did we? In like barbecue video? I mean, okay, maybe. Episode? Well, like this is not the question. So like <laughs> I, I'm going through the preface. So like what do you like about beef tongue? Oh, this is not the question. <laughs> this is not the question, no. Uh, what do I like about the beef tongue? It's very tender. Uh-huh. Um, tender. It's really difficult to explain what it is because the texture is very different. I guess like a good calamari. It's mm-hmm. very similar to that. Or like octopus. How like there's a chewiness to it, but at the same time when you bite it there's gives. A firmness. Yeah, when you bite your se- your teeth does just sink through, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's a really, I guess, interesting texture for beef. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I would like to you to ask me, how do you butcher a beef tongue? Oh, Dimitri. Yes. I know you really like beef tongue. Uh huh. It's delicious. How do you like prepare beef tongue? That's what an excellent question you have for me. <laughs> <laughs> so step one is to find somewhere that has beef tongue. Uh, a great choice uh, if you live on the West Coast. I don't know if 99 Ranch exists on the East Coast. But if you live on the West Coast of the United States, there's a store called 99 Ranch Market. Uh, and it is a Chinese supermarket. And they, like, basically have every, most cuts of meat, like, not a ton of variety, but, like, they're available. Um, and so that's where we generally go to get uh, a beef tongue. Uh, now, beef tongue is a big block of frozen meat. Um, and it typically costs around like 40 to $50. Oh, really? Yeah. I never look at the price. <laughs> the, sometimes it's less, sometimes it's like around 20 but it's, it's very much based on like, uh, the size of the tongue. Uh, and they are quite large, like imagine larger than your forearm. Um, so it's a big hefty piece of meat. I think you should just keep going. Uh, so as we're recording this episode... Our dishwasher is going, so the water pipe is running. So if you hear any noise in the background, that's it. That's so that. we're just gonna keep. <laughs> we're just gonna record over that. <laughs> We've tried very hard to pause every single time, but it's like five times now. Yeah. So just <laughs> case in it, point, <laughs> we'll just speak louder. Yep, louder is always the answer. So loudly, go purchase a beef tongue, <laughs> um, and uh, once you bring it home, it's going to be frozen. Uh, now. This is the easiest time to work with it because if it's uh, if you let it defrost, then it's going to be a big wobbly piece of meat uh, that's going to be impossible to to cut. Um, so you want it just like right out of the freezer frozen. If you're not ready to do anything with it, put it right back in the freezer um, and it'll stay good for quite a while like most meat. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why do you need to cut it? Like, okay, so... It, let like, me describe what does it to look you. Like? Yeah. Let me describe to you what a beef tongue looks like. Think of a like. A human think tongue. of your calf. You know, like <laughs> your your leg. Uh, there's like a thick part and a thin part, um, and your calf is covered in skin, and a beef tongue is covered in taste buds um, and skin, like tongue skin. Now, some people like this. Like, if you get taco de lengua, um, they just take this and they chop it, and they are happy to serve you uh tacos with beef tongue including skin uh and taste buds i and taste buds i personally not a fan 
Like, it, it becomes more appetizing as I go through the preparation process. It goes from, like, a tongue. Like, it looks like a tongue. Uh, to something that looks delicious that I am, like, start salivating towards. Because it's, it's like, so good. So it starts, uh, it starts with something that looks like a tongue. And you, ideally, want to make it into something that looks like cut, prepped pieces of meat that are delicious. Um... So you take your frozen beef tongue, put it on a cutting board, uh, and prepare a trash can because you are going to cut a lot of it off um, because a lot of it is frankly unappetizing, Uh, namely the skin. Um, So since the block of meat is frozen, it's actually really easy uh, to hold on to like the back thicker part of it and then just start slicing away um, at the skin because the skin will start to defrost, but the meat underneath it is still frozen. So the, the knife... Um, assuming you're using like an angled and a very sharp knife, you can cut away from yourself, like never cut towards yourself with a sharp knife, especially with frozen blocks of meat, because you will slip and cut yourself. Um, but if you cut away from yourself, you can get the knife right underneath the skin. And, uh, depending on the angle of your knife, that will kind of cut straight at where the meat is, but lift the skin off. Um, so that's a very effective technique for, um, getting rid of all the skin. You also uh, generally want to cut off um, a lot of the blocks of fat um, that you see that are kind of left over. You want to leave the outside as more or less lean as possible. The fat does not taste the greatest. It's a little uh, gamey um, on this cut of meat. So uh, you want to get rid of that. It's it's not the, the best quality fat that you want to like char on the pan or anything like that. So... Um, you want to cut all of this off. So you're cutting off the top of the tongue, the sides, the bottom. Um, and then you have the base of the tongue, which is like where it connects to the jaw. Um, and that part you can clean up just to like, oftentimes it's wrapped in SRAM wrap and the SRAM wrap gets like under the meat as it like freezes. So you want to just like clean that part up just so that way it looks nice and uniform. Um, but otherwise that's about it. That makes sense so far? Yeah. Okay. So... There are three, actually three different kinds of cuts, I would say, in a beef tongue. Like, you think of it as, like, one muscle, but there's three very different things that are going on. The whole front of the tongue, um, the part that you, like, talk with. Yeah, the um, tip. Yeah, the tip. Uh, The whole front of it, um, which is basically everything from where it attaches, like, onwards, Mm -hmm. uh, is very, very lean meat. Um, And as a result of that... It's not the greatest, like, very tough. sensory experience. Yeah, it's very tough, hard to eat. Um, so if you want to, like, deal with this in as if you, like, don't want to waste it, uh, then there are several things you can do. The easiest one is to try to cut very thin slices. Much easier done when the meat is frozen again than when it's not. Yeah. Um, and the thinner the slice, if you're just going, like, uh, top down that will cut against the grain as much as possible and make it edible. Um, again, not the best cut of the meat, but if you're trying not to waste anything, that would be like the only way to do it. Um, the other thing you can attempt is to like grind, ground it up into like a patty, but it's going to be like a hundred percent lean patty. So you're going to want to add some fat yeah. from something, not from the tongue because that again is gamey. Um, but if you have some extra fat from another cut of meat that you have lying around, mix that in with it. It'll probably make an okay beef patty 
Like, once you grind it up, you don't really notice anything anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's mostly down to seasonings and fat ratio. Yeah. Um, at that point. So, um, that's pretty much all you can reasonably do uh, with the front of it. Now, as you go towards the back, the... I think... So, I'm, I'm a little unsure, but I think it's the top... Um, it's either the base or the top of the tongue. Um, I got myself confused as I was cutting it yesterday, so I don't remember anymore. Um, but it's either the base or the top. You will notice that one of these two sides um, is going to be very marbled meat. Um, and you're going to notice this with a knife because you're going to be able to cut through the frozen block very easily through this section, but then the knife is going to stop once it hits the leaner part uh, that is below it. Um, so this is the part where you want to start cutting a tiny bit thicker. Um, so maybe like an eighth of an inch um, would be a good cut if you want to do like something like barbecue. And you can either go straight down or you can split the meat where it's like marbled and where it's lean. Um, and just going to say this right now, go for it. How do you, uh, visually, mm -hmm. how do you tell that that part is marble and not? So the marbled part is going to be uh, very pink or almost white in color. Mm -hmm. So very pale in yeah, color. Yeah, very pale in color. And it's going to be surrounded by a deep red layer of meat, which is going to be very lean. So you're going to have very, very, very marbled fatty meat mm -hmm. on the middle. And then around it, you're going to have um, like very lean meat. Mm -hmm. So that part is really, really good. Um, and it is worth the $40 of beef tongue. Like, yeah. it's essentially the best cut of meat you can have. Mm -hmm. Like, I've never tasted anything better, honestly, if you have just that part. Um, and then the part below it is going to be a mix of very lean and tough meat, uh, and some more marbled pieces. Um, so it's up to you if you want to keep these kind of together. If you do, like, one slice, um, down... Uh, down the tongue as you continue the process or if you want to split the tongue um, like top and bottom where you get the very marbled meat as like a separate cut and then you get the very lean meat uh, or the mixed lean meat as a separate cut. The reason why you might want to split this into two different cuts is the very marbled meat you can go thick with this. Um, so you can cut it as thick as like a quarter or almost up to a half an inch of thickness, um, and that meat will be very tender uh, and surprisingly edible. Sometimes you want to score this meat, so I typically like to score it at um, like a quarter inch, every quarter inch or every half inch. I put like a line. No, you don't want like a checkerboard, you know? Yeah, like, checkerboard. So yeah. I put a line that goes like three quarters of the way down. It doesn't cut the meat all the way through. Yeah, you're um, scoring. But it's, it puts a nice cut into it, um, and it almost goes all the way through. And on the opposite end, I'll put lines in between the ones I put on the other side. So this ends up with, like, a zigzag mm -hmm. um, cut of meat if you were to, like, to pull it apart a little bit. Um, and this adds, one, a lot more surface area for it to char. So as you char it on, like, a hot stove or, or a grill... Um, those little checkerboard patterns are going to shrink as they like cook, but the inside is going to still be nice and juicy and, um, and rare. Uh, and that honestly, I feel like is the best way to 
kind of enjoy it rather than like not scoring it at all. I think scoring it a tiny bit, even though it's super tender, like you don't need to score it for the tenderness. This adds a lot more opportunity for the meat to um, crisp up and you get that Maillard reaction where you get the sugars that start to burn and add a lot of flavor to the meat. Um, the cup below it, the one that's more mixed, that one you want to cut a little bit thinner and you want to score more finely. Um, and scoring it more finely is going to help tenderize it in a way that's not like flattening it. Like what does it finally meaning? Meaning like each like line every eight is of an closer inch. Yeah. to each other? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be, uh, again, way easier when the cuts are like very frozen mm-hmm. because you just like slice them off the main block. Um, and you will be able to get a lot of, it, it's still, they're still good pieces, good cuts, but you need to tenderize it. You need to help because there's going to be a lot of lean pieces within that. Um, and you want to make sure to, to make that edible. Um, especially if you want to grill it in a barbecue or something like that. Um, and yeah, that's basically how you like cut up, uh, a piece of beef tongue. Hmm. Sounds good. How many tongues have you cut in your life? I've cut three tongues in my life. So it's a <laughs> lot of meat. Uh, every time we do it, we tend to, uh, very much enjoy the, the best cut. Which is very little. Yeah, which is very low. There's about, I would say about a, like a quarter. Like three inch, three a, by three, about roughly. Yeah, so uh, we'll put a picture in the show notes of like a whole beef tongue cut. Um, so that way you can kind of see like what those different cuts look like. Did you take pictures? I took a final picture. So you're going to have a, a a platter with like very obviously the <laughs> best cut, the medium cut, and the sad cut. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, the best cut is what we tend to eat first because it is to die for. And if you've ever gone to a Japanese restaurant and they have beef tongue and they like take pride in enjoying their beef tongue, it's like not hidden away. Uh, and it is a very, like it tastes really good. It's that part. Uh, and if you've ever wondered why it's expensive, it's because you take a $40 piece of meat, you make only a quarter of it edible. Uh, and you have to mark it up because it takes two hours to cut the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot of effort. Um, so yeah, if you've ever wondered why it's expensive, that's why it's expensive. But it is simply to die for, um, when it's cut, like, super well. Um, and, The sad thing yeah. is it's not sold everywhere either. Yeah. Like, it's hard to find a restaurant that does have good beef tongue. Mm-hmm. And you'll find beef tongue at, like, Korean barbecue. This will just take... The beef tongue. Paper thin it. Yeah, they'll cut off all the skin and stuff, um, but then they'll just make paper thin cuts from the frozen block and a meat slicer, um, and they don't really care too much if they're taking a paper thin cut from the tip of the tongue, which is going to be super lean and tough, or the back of the tongue, which is going to be a mix of like really good pieces and not so good pieces. And if you take the back where you have that really marbled meat and you make a thin cut, you almost lose the benefit of that meat because you cut it so thin that once you put it on the grill, it's just going to shrink up. Mm -hmm. And once it shrinks up, then you've made it tough. Yeah. Ironically enough, you know, you need to not overcook the meat. So that way it retains a lot of that moisture moisture and the fat content. um, And that's what really gives it a lot of flavor. So that's why you want a thick cut of that marble section um, and you want it to burn on the edges 
Um, so that's why you do the crisscross, so that way you can actually let that burn and shrink, but then the inside of it is still going to be rare, medium rare, um, and you haven't melted down all those fats yet. Um, so it's still like holding the meat fibers fairly far apart from each other, and that's what allows it to be super tender. I think that can be said for any type of meat, really. I mean, particularly beef, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to... If you have a good piece of meat, mm-hmm. you don't want to cut it thin, too thin that you don't get to enjoy the texture of it. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, because then it gets really tough, it loses all the fat, and then there's nothing. You're yeah. just eating... You can make any, any piece of meat edible by mm-hmm. cutting it thin enough, but you don't get any of the flavor of the meat. You're yeah. just getting your daily necessity of meat when like it's hard to get meat Mm -hmm. like that's why people do cut a lot of cuts of meat like super thinly um just because a lot of it is tough and not super edible and you can't be picky um most of the time when you can be picky you go and splurge on a beef tongue and you get the best cut that's like hidden in the center of that um and maybe maybe when you go for taco de lengua and you get a beef tongue taco they save that best part for them uh you know like why waste it on the two dollar taco you know yeah so you give the the part that you can't eat on two dollar taco and you enjoy the best part like i don't i don't understand why you would otherwise mix them because it, it is such a world of difference on that one piece of meat the best cut you can have and then the worst cut you can have. Like, they are right next to each other. Um, and, yeah, so check the show notes because we'll have a picture of uh, of the whole cut. And you'll definitely see on the picture at the bottom is going to be the best cut. It's going to be really marbled and very pale in color. In the medium, you're going to have a mix um, of the two. Uh, and then in the back, you're going to have um, you're gonna have that super lean meat that's kind of tough to eat. Um, and I attempted this time to like score it really fine, finely, uh, to see if a thicker cut could be made edible. Um, and it was, it was very tough <laughs> to say the least. Um, so I'm probably going to attempt at like grinding it into a patty or something like that. Um, we can probably try stewing it. I mean, the, yeah, the stewing worst it cut... is another great way of making a bad cut of meat very edible. Exactly. Because you let time do its, <laughs> do the process of breaking down those proteins for you so that way you can eat them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, beef so, yeah. tongue stew. Beef tongue stew. Probably with a whole bunch of other stuff because you want to mask the gaminess of that cut of the meat. Just beef. Isn't it? Just beef flavor. Yeah. And I, I guess it depends at that point, like, what kind of beef you get. Like, you can get the same... Like, if you get a cut of ribeye, you can get a cut of ribeye from a very good-tasting cow versus a not so good tasting cow yeah so i guess it depends more on that um i am not going to say that the beef tongues that we get are especially high quality they're just like frozen in a corner yeah there's no choice (laughs) um so if you have a butcher a butcher they will most definitely know like they'll most definitely get these cuts of meat and then or they can get them for you um and they'll probably be higher quality than the frozen thing from uh 99 ranch market but you still want it to be frozen for you to be able to cut and um cut it down to the best pieces unless your butcher is happy to do that for you they'll probably sell you just the back part for 50 bucks um (laughs) because it's again a ton of work so um 
Yeah, don't don't let the fact that this is like a weird cut that you're not used to eating scare you away from giving it a try if you can uh, and if it's available to you because it really is like I personally think one of the best um, cuts that you can get like ever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's how you butcher a beef tongue. Cool. You seem very proud. I am very proud. <laughs> I hurt my back over it because I was hunched down, like, really pushing against that frozen block of meat. Counter is probably too high. Probably. Yeah. So, step two, get an appropriately sized table for you to work with. And get it, like, a tray to collect because it's, like, get the the juices melting out of it as it defrosts and stuff like that, so. Cool stuff. So, thanks for listening, everyone. Yep. Bye. Boy, boy.